Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Quiglet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey. They're off and it is on. And betting line has taken the lead. Two, two, boom! Just like that. You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post-time with Mike and Mike. With co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun Shaman Hall production. Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know. I am. That just happened. That just happened. Don't touch that dial. It's time for another rendition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, I used this word last week, so we'll use it again this week. What a scintillating show we have this week. <laughs> oh, boy, you're on a roll. <laughs> We've got a great show on time for you today. And uh, But first, foremost, let's take a look at what's coming up on Saturday, because obviously it's a fantastic card. From front to back, it is the Hambletonian, the 92nd edition of the Hambletonian. Obviously, Walner is not going to be there, and I think that obviously opens the race up a lot. It makes it a lot more competitive if you look for the bright side of things. Uh, you know, I mean, kind of the dark cloud hanging over at Mike is obviously Walner would have had a very good chance to add this Hambletonian to his collection. One of the best trotters we talked about at Mike, this horse getting compared to Muscle Hill, but obviously due to injury, he will not be there on Saturday. Hats off to the connections, by the way. We understand it's not a serious injury, but hats off to the connections, Mike, because obviously they're seeing the bigger picture uh, and uh, obviously concerned about the the horse. But nonetheless, it's going to be a very competitive group, have two eliminations. We're going to be on the air at 3 o'clock coming up on Saturday, Mike, and we've got a plethora of talented broadcasters, as uh, you put out their press release a couple of short days ago, Mike. Yeah, check out our website at posttimewithmikeandmike.com backslash our story. It's actually everyone's story uh, now. Uh, we kind of redid that page just a little bit. We hired some new people, and you're going to hear some uh, fresh young talent uh, on this show during our live remotes, uh, Rich Matei and Jessica Otten are going to be live at the Hambletonian. And, Mike, uh, we also got somebody to uh, help us out with photography a little bit in uh, Tom Norm Daly, as Tom Daly will take some great shots. Boy, I'll tell you what, when you guys were at Pocono, the, some of the shots he took were fantastic, and I believe he got one of the uh, epic stretch duel between Melmera and Keystone Velocity, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was a great shot. And uh, what we're going to do is uh, once we get past the Hambletonian, we're going to take all of his uh, uh, great uh, photographies, his shots, and we're going to put them on a separate section of the website at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. So stay tuned for that in the coming weeks. But we've got a great show on tap for you tonight. Speaking of Hambletonian, Ed O'Connor, our good friend from the VIP Internet Stable, is going going to join us. We're going to talk about Give It Gas and Go, Mike, one of the 19, the lucky 19 that – are going to be vying for that prestigious crown. Give it gas to go is uh, in that first elimination. We'll talk to Ed about his prospects. Plus, we're going to uh, kind of get off the Hamiltonian kick a little bit because 
Obviously, we're going to talk about it enough on Saturday, but we're going to talk a little. Dan Patch, which is just, uh, gosh, six short days after the Hamiltonian, Mike. And uh, we're going to bring Emily Gaskin from Hoosier Park. She's going to tell us what's going on with that. Plus, we're going to talk to Shannon Sugar Doyle. It's the 2017 World Driving Championship coming up. Uh, so we'll talk to Sugar about that. Plus... They've got a big racing under saddle event coming up at Ocean Downs in the middle point of August. And we're going to talk to Maria Buchanan. She's going to tell us about the going-ons there. Plus, Darren Gagne's running aces segment. Lots to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, uh, as uh, they say. So, Ed, o- Ed O'Connor's in the on-deck circle. And we're going to talk to him next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Join us for the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey. Pre-entries close July 26th. The visions offered include English, Western, Driving, Dressage, In-Hand, Showmanship, Gated, Jumper, Hunter, Speed, Fun, Equitation, Fresh Off the Track, Jersey Bread, and Roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between 3 and 10. Also, want a chance to receive $200 in cash and a custom belt buckle? Participate in the Pacing for the Cure in-hand trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SBOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th. Be there! The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. The show is just getting started. Emily Gaskin from Hoosier Park is going to be here. Sugar Doyle, our man from Western Fair, is going to talk the 2017 World Driving Championship coming up. Plus, we're also going to have Theron Gagne in his running aces segment. Maria Buchanan is going to talk some racing under saddle. And, of course, we'll talk a little bit about the Hamiltonian and uh, some of the races. A big, big card coming up on Saturday at the Meadowlands. We'll be there broadcasting live starting at 3 p.m. But first, let's bring in our guy from the VIP Internet Stables, Ed O'Connor. Ed, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program, my friend. How are you? I am great. Thanks for having me. Every time I'm on here, it's a, it's a great time, but especially this week heading into the Hamiltonian. 
Absolutely. Hopes is certainly high. Uh, you're one of 19 that will be vying for that prestigious crowd at Hamiltonia 92 come Saturday. First of all, Ed, tell us how it feels uh, just about being in the race, about being in the eliminations, about the chance of seizing that crown at the end of the day. This is pretty thrilling. Uh, we've been in some big races since we started this stable uh, in 1999, the Breeders' Crown, the Little Brown Jug. But this is really the top race in harness racing. It's been a lot of work trying to get things coordinated, get all of our partners out there, and make sure everybody has a good day. So the, the full magnitude probably hasn't sunken in yet, but at this point we're, we're flying high. Ed, at what point did you guys decide to uh, enter Give It Gas and Go and give them a shot in the handle? Uh, to be honest, this really wasn't on our radar until Walner dropped out. Now, as an aside, you know, we're hoping best wishes for the horse recovers quickly and, and many compliments for the classy announcement by the connection so that other horses like us could, could get in there. Um, but once that was passed, we were still a little unsure even heading into last week. He put in a really good effort at the Meadowlands last Saturday night. He won in 152-1. and one. He was well in hand. He looked really good. And, and kind of at that point, once the horse came out of the race in good shape, trainer John Bootenshade made the call that, that we're going to go. Now, Ed, I know we talked a little bit last year when Gibbett Gassingo was a two-year-old about how you guys uh, got a hold of him and got the horse and everything. But for those, obviously, we picked up a lot of new listeners in the span of a year. And uh, for those people that don't know, tell us a little bit how you uh, got Gibbett Gassingo and how you came across him. Sure. Uh, let me kind of boil it down for you. Uh, John Bootenchain does a great job for us with all of our, our babies, and, and he really does his homework when looking at yearlings. He uh, looked at Give It Gas and Go in the Kentuckiana assignment, consignment uh, and went to Kentucky and bought him for $32,000. Uh, he brought us in as a partner. We bought into him and syndicated that to some of our guys. Um, you know, it's pretty simple as, as that. And he had a really good year as a two-year-old we've discussed. You, know, you called his victory in the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes at Harris last year, and he, he really had a, a stellar season. He's come back pretty well this year. Uh, he's raced almost perfectly, but just hasn't gotten right to the wire in front every time. He's had a couple tough trips, but he still gives a good account of himself. About the last two weeks have been great efforts, good wins, and, and we're looking forward to uh, him continuing to improve. Ed, let's talk a little bit about the elimination now, uh, obviously with no Walner, but still you drew in with some pretty tough horses, including uh, International Money and Long Tom. Both will uh, probably be favorites if they survive the elimination or amongst the favorites in the finals. Uh, but you drew pretty well, post position number four. How would you like to see this race shake out for you guys? Well, first of all, we're really happy to be in the nine-horse elimination as opposed to the right. ten. There's just one extra horse not to have to worry about. Uh, but this is a tough race. There, there's no question the the whole affair looks to be pretty wide open without Walner in there. International money looks like uh, a ton of speed. Long Tom has, has been in front just about every step, every race this year. Uh, but if you look at it, we're sitting in a good spot. Uh, I just this morning went down the program and looked at the lifetime marks for everybody, uh, and 52 is kind of the number in our, our division. International money, 52, long time, 52 and one, and we won Saturday night at the Meadowlands at 52 and one. So I think we are in the conversation. Uh, don't forget about Bill's man, John Bootenchain's other horse. He's a really nice colt. Uh, but at this point, we're just hoping for a clean trip. No breakers in there scattering the field or anything, and, and just to have an honest shot at it. You know, we're not making uh, any illusions about this being a Cinderella story, and us, we're just happy to be in the Hamiltonian and just want to make uh, an honest effort out there. 
Before we get, and I know we want to talk a little bit about uh, the VIP Internet stables uh, in general, because I know you guys have got uh, quite a few nice horses uh, other than Gibbet Gas and Go Racing, but uh, are you surprised Ariana G didn't uh, didn't go to the finals when it was uh, when the word was out the Wallace match? I was kind of thinking that was a good move, and, and, and here's why. You know, they could have risked and and gone to the Hamiltonian. Uh, and they would have definitely been in the conversation. I don't think she would have been a big favorite. I think she absolutely could have won it. But I think going to the Hamiltonian Oaks means she is going to be a prohibitive favorite. Uh, you know, it just looks like a safer bet. Uh, you know, it's not my horse. I don't get to make the call. But but I applaud them for um, you know making the right call for what they needed to do. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the VIP Internet Stable. It's been a while since we've checked in with you, Ed. Uh, tell us about some of the horses uh, that you guys got racing currently and uh, how they're doing. Uh, 2017 has been a really great year for us. Uh, we, we have a horse named Keystone Velocity, who I uh, hear you have a pretty nice picture of. I might need to borrow at some point. Uh, he, he won the Levy for us at Yonkers. He won the Ben Franklin for us. He's been just super-duper for us. Uh, we've got a really great trotting mare named Charm Life. She's the only one to beat Hanel or Hanover this year at the uh, Grand Circuit event out in Ohio. Uh, so things are really going super. Our two-year-olds are doing well. Uh, just last night, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, not paying a lot for uh, give a gas and go. We had a New York Sire Stake winner at Saratoga with a uh, two-year-old. We paid $7,000 for it with John Budenshain. So, you know, it doesn't take a lot to be in some of these nice races sometimes. You need a little bit of luck. I'll tell you, that stretch call, that stretch uh, run with Keystone Velocity and the uh, Mel Mara, the Pocono, that was an unbelievable race. Uh, great stretch call of certainly two pacing heavyweights uh, going at it. And I know that was uh, definitely some anxious moments down the stretch. We actually had Robert Cooper, the owner of Mel Mara, on before the race. Or actually, that we had him on the next week. And uh, we had one of our rookie broadcasters, Rich Matei, and I told him, I said, no, Robertson, I want you to ask about the stretch call of the, the stretch run of that race. I said, because I'm not going to do it. But anyway, that was such a thrilling race for Keystone Velocity, who uh, obviously won the Levy early this year. It's just been unbelievable. But uh, you guys are a partnership uh, or a fractional ownership with VIP Internet Stables. Ed, before we let you go, why don't you tell us about if anybody's out there interested or wants to get involved, tell us how they can go about doing so. We, we try to make owning a part of a racehorse as easy as possible. We try to take care of all the paperwork, all the administrative stuff. So folks just need to contact us. It's VIPstable.com, or they can call our numbers, get a hold of me or my partner, Tom, and, and we'll talk about what's available, how we operate. You know, we want to make this as fun and easy as possible. Clearly, it's a tough game, but when you're uh, able to invest $320, which is literally what one guy put up for a share of Give It Gas and Go, right. and go to the Hamiltonian, there's a lot of fun to be had in harness racing. All right. Well, Give It Gas and Goes coming up uh, one of the eliminations, one of the two eliminations, the Hamiltonian race nine, I believe. Is that correct? Race nine? You, you got it. All right. No, well, let, listen, either you or Tom, you guys, if you guys make the finals, there'll uh, obviously be a couple of hours in between. So one of you guys stop up and see us and uh, we can talk again. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on. All right, Ed. Bye-bye. That was Ed O'Connor, Gibbet Gas and Go, one of the 19 that will be vying for that Hamiltonian crown. But, uh, Mike, let's switch gears real quick because I understand we have some brains. So let me get that bump up and uh, you can fire away. Here we go.
received some breaking news. Uh, Trot Insider is reporting that older pacing star Wigglet Jigglet is no longer pointing to a 2017 return. Mike uh, George Teague told them that the timing's not good, and unfortunately, the problem that he had, he continues to have. He doesn't think it'll be permanent, but time is definitely a problem because of the stakes races. And uh, he also went on to say, because of his schedule, I probably would only get an opportunity to race him maybe three times, and coming in the middle of the season is kind of tough, which I. Uh, and it uh, was not what I wanted, but it is what it is. And uh, that quote is from George Teague to Trot Insider. So, uh, you know, champion from last year, horse of the year from the year before, wiggle it, jiggle it, done for 2017 after not racing this season. Right, and I think when, when you get down to the situation, Mike, obviously you have to look out for the safety of the horse first. And I think that's obviously the situation with Linda Toscano and Walner and uh, Ed O'Connor, which is from the VIP stables, obviously a class act. Uh, given uh, Linda Toscano a lot of props and the connections, a lot of props for looking out for the horse first. And I think we could say the same about uh, George Teague for Wiggle It, Jiggle It, who I'll tell you for pretty much most of his career, Mike, has been a people's champion. I mean, he's just been a horse that a lot of people have gotten behind, rooted for. And obviously his 2017 return was highly anticipated. But uh, we got to give George and Connections once again a lot of credit because you know more than anybody, George and Montreal and the gang want to see that horse on the racetrack. But, hey, the horse has to come first. Safety has to come first. And as much as we want to see Wiggle It, Jiggle It, and they want to see Wiggle It, Jiggle It, we got to give them a big high five for uh, safety and, uh, you know, putting the horse first, Mike. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, he was staked to the upcoming um, Dan Patch stakes at Hoosier Park, which we will be at. Unfortunately, uh, we will not see him uh coming up on uh august the 11th well mike coming up next uh we're going to talk the world driving championship with our friend shannon sugar doyle boy this is going to be fun you know what i i wish we could get up there and you know get the century or to pei to check this out some of the excuse me 11 of the world's top drivers are going to invade canada and i can't wait to see it yeah, it's going to be a great thing, and Sugar's going to break it down for us. Also, Maria Buchanan's going to join us. They have a Racing Under Saddle event coming up in Ocean Downs, at Ocean Downs. I believe it's August 20th. We'll get the verification from Maria Buchanan on that coming up uh, towards 11.15. Plus, uh, we'll talk, uh, speaking of Dan Patch, we'll talk to Emily Gaskin from Hoosier Park, and uh, that's coming up on Friday as our busy whirlwind. A couple of weeks continue here, Mike. We've got a couple of remotes within six days. We've got, uh, obviously, the Thursday shows, but uh, we love it, Mike. I mean, this is kind of what we live for. This is why we love harness racing and, and uh you know, hey, we're going to keep covering it, and uh, we love that whirlwind schedule. We love to stay busy. So, Sugar Doyle's coming up on the flip side of this timeout. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Looking for the hottest Hamiltonian party around? Coming out to the official Hamiltonian party at Victory Lounge and Sports Bar at the Meadowlands, Friday, August 4th at 6 p.m. Tickets are just $50, and they include appetizers, desserts, open bar, and $25 at casino chips. $125 gets you all of the above, plus a seat at the charity poker tournament. First place in the tournament gets you a trip for two to Las Vegas, including airfare and hotel. For more information, email operations at harnessmuseum.com. That's operations at harnessmuseum.com.
summer racing heats up at the Downs at Mohican Sun Pocono. Catch all the action Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday with a post time of 6.30 and Sunday at 7.30 p.m. In July and August, it's the two- and three-year-old trotters and pacers in the spotlight in Pennsylvania Sire Stakes and Pennsylvania Stallion Series action. Follow us on Twitter for all things racing at Downs at MSP at Downs at MSP. Mohegan Sun Pocono. Here at the stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And, uh, Mike, I want to crack a joke real quick before we jump into this interview with uh, Sugar. You always play that song as we're getting ready to do a remote or as we're getting ready to have a guest that's getting ready to do a lot of traveling. And uh, Shannon Sugar Doyle's getting ready to do a lot of traveling as he goes to Alberta for Century Downs World Driving Championship leg number one. And, uh, Shannon, how we doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, always uh, wonderful to join Mike and Mike. And uh, yeah, I'm so looking forward to heading to Alberta. All right, Sugar. Well, before we jump into the World Driving Championship itself and everything coming up, obviously, uh, James McDonald uh, going to uh, represent Canada now. He will join the 10 other drivers that are going to represent uh, represent the other countries. Yeah, right on. Uh, something went down there this past weekend, and uh, Standard Break Canada had to act quickly on it. Uh, of course, Brandon Campbell uh, won the National Driving Championship uh, at the raceway in the fall, uh, a positive test on a horse that he trained. Uh, and, uh, you know, it being an international competition with Canada hosting that, uh, uh, CEO and uh, President of Standard Break Canada, Dan Gall, he acted quickly and uh, uh, made a replacement, and, and that became James McDonald. And uh, James is happy to go. He, he'd like to be there on other circumstances, of course. But uh, uh, he's been to Alberta before. He, he's raced on pretty much all of these tracks that uh, will feature the World Championship, World Driving Championship. So he's looking forward to it, I'm sure. Now, Sugar, uh, you know this. I, I think I remember this from when me and you were talking uh, about a week or so ago. You didn't you help write a book for this? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the World Harness Racing book, and it's going to be launched uh, prior to the World Driving Championship final in Charlottetown. Now, they're going to launch it uh, in Charlottetown. It's a book that covers 17 countries, and uh, most of these countries are participating in the World Driving Championships. So there's 17 countries. Uh, there's uh, three or four writers involved. Uh, I was very happy and, and proud to be asked to 
be one of the co-writers for it. Um, it's the history. It's the driving legends and uh, for all of these countries involved. And then there's a, they touch on the World Driving Championship, of course. It's a book like, uh, well, there's not a book like this out there. So uh, very proud and happy to be part of that. And, uh, yeah, the official launch coming up, I believe it's around August 16th, and they'll do that in Charlottetown at the World Trotting Conference. A very neat book, uh, lots of pictures and uh, lots of stories. And, uh, and it's told like it is. You know, it's, it's not promotional material uh, or anything like that it's just telling it like it is uh there'll be lots of topics uh, about the book i mean that uh, would sure be up for debate uh who some of the driving legends uh, were chosen for each of the countries and it was left up to the the governing bodies of racing for each country to to decide who they wanted to profile as their driving legends so it, it's a wonderful book if you can get your hands on one uh, give it a read, and uh, like I said, it's, it's not promotional material whatsoever. It's just telling it like it is. Well, listen, Mike, I don't know what it is about our show, but we seem to be attracting uh, some some uh, authors here lately, and it's a book me and you can both read because it's got pictures in it. So we're we're in good shape, I think. <laughs> Yeah, as long as it's got plenty of pictures in it, I'm good. Yeah, Sugar, let's uh, listen. Let's talk a little bit for those people that aren't really familiar with the World Driving Championship. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what what the rules are, what it's all about? I mean, what what kind of uh, what goes on actually in the in the driving championship? There are 11 drivers that are coming, and uh, they're going to race over five tracks in Canada, that being the first leg at Century Downs on August 12th. Uh, they'll move on to Mohawk. They'll move on to Georgian Downs, the 5 eights. They'll move on to the Hippodrome in, in Quebec at Three Rivers, and then they'll wind it down at Charlottetown the Driving Park, uh, Red Shores Race Track and Casino in Prince Edward Island there at near the end of Old Home Week. And, then, of course, the Gold Cup and Saucer, featured on the Saturday, will be final for the World Driving Championship taking place on the Friday uh, before that. The rules, uh, I imagine the points will be awarded uh, as where they finish. Um, there's going to be a, a different uh, start point, actually, in Alberta. I'm told they're going to start for a mile and a 16th. It's going to be a distance. So uh, the track in Alberta at Century Downs Racetrack, you know, it's uh, configured 11 16th, so a little bit bigger than a 5 8 track, so they always start on the backstretch. These World Driving Championship races, they're going to start as soon as they hit the backstretch. So they'll have a long straightaway to settle in. As you know, 11 horses in one race. They're going to need lots of room. It's international, of course. You've got drivers coming in from all over the world. So you're going to see a lot of uh, horses likely parked out, uh, going uh, side by side in these races, possibly three wide throughout. Uh, that's the way they do it over in uh, places like Australia, Sweden. And uh, it's really going to be something. And actually a, a new twist on it uh, for Century Downs, they're actually uh, starting a little bit later on that Saturday evening. It's going to be 7:10 Eastern, and that's going to help with the betting throughout the Central Canada and the U.S. But they're also going to commingle their pools with Australia. Never been done in Alberta before, so that's going to be very, very cool. 
Well, Sugar, I tell you what, it sounds like a very, very uh, fun event. And, you know, it's nice to see the World Driving Championship and, you know, they host it in different areas that obviously uh, Canada was selected this time. Now, when you're coming up, uh, let's ask you real quick about Old Home Week. And you've talked a little bit about the Gold Cup and Saucer. Uh, What is it like at PEI and what do you think that this is going to add to that stigma? Well, uh, they've already got a great thing going in, in Old Home Week. I've been there lots. I grew up around the racetrack. Uh, my first Old Home Week Gold Cup and Saucer experience was way back in 1981, and I've tried to get there every year since. If, if I'm not working at uh, some track function in the summertime, then I'm going to be there. I'm working this year, but Old Home Week, uh, especially the Gold Cup and Saucer Day, much like Little Brown Jug Day. Any of you that have been to the Little Brown Jug in Delaware, Ohio, you know it's a great time. It's a party. It's a celebration of harness racing. It's the same idea in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. Uh, all through Old Home Week, they race a lot of afternoon and night racing where you don't see that a lot of tracks. Uh, the horsemen really step up uh, entering their horses uh, sometimes two and three times that week. So to get those cards on the go, like, the Saturday, uh, August 19th card, I believe, in Charlottetown. It'll feature afternoon and night racing. The Gold Cup and Saucer race itself. It'll go postward around midnight. They shut every light off at the grandstand and bring out each horse on a spotlight for post parade. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. If you've never been and you want to experience uh, something uh, truly unique, uh, that is Old Home Week, uh, the Gold Cup and Saucer night, uh, August 19th in Charlottetown. Uh, it, uh, it'll give you goosebumps for sure. And, uh, a lot of stars have, uh, come on in and won that race. Uh, there's been some speedsters over the years, like, uh, native born, uh, driven to win wise Lotus was there last year, setting a track record with the uh, Louis Fittigois award for trainer René Lard. It really has turned into something huge old home week. And, uh, you know what, this, uh, century downs, they're, they're following up on that lead. They're going to, they're going to start off this weekend with what they call the first annual Calgary Racing Festival. So there's lots of uh, lots of things uh, geared towards putting up a big week for them as well, and that's just prior to Old Home Week. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun when you've got a whole week which surrounds harness racing, and uh, that's what both these tracks are doing. Century Downs uh, starting off this weekend, and then you've got Old Home Week coming up very soon in Prince Edward Island. All right. And, uh, of course, our good man, Vance Cameron, always on the mic for the Gold Cup and Saucer. I'll tell you what, uh, one of the things I look forward to most are the calls of Vance Cameron. Boom, just like that, Sugar. you got to love it. you got to love it. Uh, I've used that call maybe once or twice. I've, I've had a few friends out in Alberta and uh, British Columbia when I've been out there uh, calling a few races uh, when I first went out, they said, are you the boom guy? I said, well, I'm not the boom guy, but I could probably pull off a boom call if, if given the opportunity. So uh, I, think I've, I think I've used it once or twice out west, but uh, he owns that call. Uh, he he took it uh, from a, a, well, it was a track announcer in Quebec that uh, started it off there, but uh, uh, Vance Cameron took that call, and, and he made it his own. There's T-shirts that say boom just like that, and, and they can't keep them on the racks down there old home week. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a great harness racing caller for the old home week experience for sure. He, he's a lot like Roger Houston is to the little brown jug. That's Vance Cameron for the Gold Cup and Saucer. Hey, 
Well, hey, hey, I listen, sugar. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, sugar, you're the that just happened guy. <laughs> well, listen, hey, hey, sugar, and I and I've used this one before because I heard you say it. You, instead of saying right. boom, just like that, and I love this when they go to the corner and you know it's going to be fast. Bullet, I love it. I do. It's, yeah, you know, well, I, I took that different. bullet call from the, I took that bullet call from when I worked with the thoroughbreds in Alberta. Uh, any any horse that had the fastest workout in the morning, it was called the bullet workout. And I said that's it's kind of cool. Let's see if I can fit that into a harness race. And so, whatever horse is going to have what I think is going to be the quickest quarter mile on the night, that's going to be the bullet. And uh, you know, even at three quarters, if they're getting there, getting up there pretty quick, if they're going a quick third quarter and uh, that three quarters comes up on the board. It's going to be a hit me. <laughs> well, you know, it all, it all comes up at Century Downs on Saturday, August 12th, the 2017 World Driving Championship gets underway. Shannon, it's always a pleasure to, uh, to have you on the show, my friend. We really appreciate you taking time. Always a pleasure catching up with Mike and Mike. Uh, great time, and uh, thanks so much for having me. All right, Sugar. That was Sugar Doyle, the voice of Western Fair. Yeah, if 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 Vance Cameron, Mike, is the boom just like that, then you know Sugar's got to be the that just happened guy. As a matter of fact, maybe we can get the T-shirts. There you go. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Absolutely. We could charge like a hundred bucks a piece for him. Yeah, a hundred bucks. Listen, what, what are you? What are you, Levar Bell? All of a sudden, come on now, yeah. <laughs> the master promoter. Well, yeah. hey, speaking of master promoter, we've got a pretty good promoter coming up uh, next in a few minutes. Emily Gaskin from Hoosier Park. She does a great job promoting that product, and uh, we've got just uh, let's hey, see, let's see. She's not. I guess it'll be eight days. Yeah, eight days away. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. She's not only just a master pr- promoter; she's also a post time with Mike and Mike award winner. That's right. That's right. As a matter of fact, I was going to tell you when you introduce her coming up in the next segment, make sure that you say 2017 or was it? No, 2016. 2016 post time with Mike and Mike, Horsewoman of the Year, Emily Gaskin. That's got a nice ring to it, don't it? It sure does, man. I'll tell you what. And don't forget about the Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards. Uh, they are coming up at the end of the year, and it's never too early to start nominating. Get those nominations no. in. Uh, you can always email us at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. We love to read your emails, except for the ones that Mike puts in the junk mail. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the uh, – no, it, it, we don't put any in the junk mail, uh, except for – But you know what? For those of you that, want, that, that do get a hold of us in the mail – and we, we usually get right back to you. If we don't get right back to you, that means there's a good chance that for some reason or another, it ends up in the junk mail. And there's no rhyme or reason for it. GoDaddy just puts whatever it wants in the junk mail, and so does Yahoo. If you send us a Yahoo email at ptmikeandmikeayahoo.com, sometimes it just randomly ends, in the, uh, ends up in the junk mail for no reason. Yeah, that's the truth. Or uh, or we might accidentally send you an email from Bozich's email. One of the two. We'll f- we figure <laughs> out. We're not very technologically advanced on this show. We've got but, many uh, emails. Emily Gaskin is coming up next on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. 
Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Kentucky Sire Stakes is a culmination of a month-long series of preliminary races with the biggest money earners getting a chance to compete in one of the richest finals in North America. The Kentucky Sire Stakes includes two- and three-year-old Pacers and Trotters competing for over $2 million in purses. All the races are conducted at the historic Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky. The series starts on Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov. Join us for the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey. Pre-entries close July 26th. The visions offered include English, Western, Driving, Dressage, In-Hand, Showmanship, Gated, Jumper, Hunter, Speed, Fun, Equitation, Fresh Off the Track, Jersey Bread, and Roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between 3 and 10. Also, want a chance to receive $200 in cash and a custom belt buckle? Participate in the Pacing for the Cure in-hand trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SBOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th. Be there! back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich and we're joined now by the 2016 uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike Horse Whooping of the Year. Emily Gaskin. Emily, how are we doing this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Not too bad. Well, Emily, we just uh, just uh, broke the news a little while ago uh, that Wiggle It, Jiggle It being done for 2017, but uh, the Dan Patch is still left with uh, 23 fantastic pacers, including one mare in Darlin on the beach. Yeah, you know, very unfortunate news, uh, but you got to respect George Teague, you know, doing right by the horse and not wanting to bring him back if he's not 100%. I completely understand. Uh, you know, from a fan standpoint and you know I, I love the horse so I hate to see it but uh, you know wishing him all the best and, and like I said hats off to his connections for not putting him out there and, and you know letting him hurt himself or, or further injure himself so uh, while I hate to not see him on the track you know he is one of those horses eligible for the damn patch obviously uh, we knew he wouldn't be making it but uh, wish him nothing but uh, speedy recovery. Now, Emily, you guys have a big night coming up. Of course, we are going to be there live. Uh, what kind of stuff does uh, Hoosier Park have going on on a uh, damn patch night? 
Well, of course, uh, in true Hoosier Park fashion, we got all sorts of uh, things going on in conjunction with the Dan Patch. So uh, Friday, August 11th, uh, we're really excited about it. Uh, we're going to have uh, some mega bets uh, going on. So uh, guests will have an opportunity to win a $500 mega bet. Um, we're going to be giving away free Dan Patch T-shirts. So we've got free Dan Patch hats. Um, we're also going to be doing a uh, mystery voucher giveaway. So uh, you can stop up at Club Centaur and uh, you can win a mystery voucher worth up to $1,000. Uh, we're going to have a driver autograph session. And I'm not sure if everyone saw, but we got uh, some really cool T-shirts. Uh, along with the Dan Patch T-shirts that we have, we have these uh, driver T-shirts that uh, replicate the driver colors. So we're going to have a driver autograph session up near the winter circle and uh, the drivers are going to be passing out those t-shirts. So we're really excited about that. Uh, and we just got a number of things uh, going on. We've got uh, a lot of great food trucks, some, some family fun entertainment, uh, some bounce houses, uh, kids uh, activities, and uh, just, just the works to go along with the Dan Patch. And we come back on Saturday and uh, we'll have a 4:30 post and we'll have a Ted Nugent in concert as well. So it's just going to be an action-packed weekend, uh, you know, whether it be from uh, the racing side of things, like promotionals or, or entertainment. Uh, our local TV station, Wish TV, is also going to be out there doing a one-hour live broadcast uh, alongside you guys. So we're really excited about that, uh, try to get some uh, coverage locally here and hopefully drive some people out to the track. Now, Emily, I got to tell you, we had a blast when we came out uh, last year. And one of the big things that we were able to have a blast with was all the attention around Freaky Feet Pete. And Freaky Feet Pete uh, came on in the stretch, and the roar of the crowd from uh, Hoosier Park. Uh, they certainly love the Reinheimer family. It's nice to uh, nice to see Freaky Feet Pete uh, possibly making a presence back in the Dan Patch, but obviously something missing uh, there with Larry Reinheimer uh, not being here. Yeah, you know, Mike, it's pretty special this year. Uh, he actually raced at Hoosier Park uh, a few weeks ago, and he, he finished second. And, you know, a, a lot of people said, oh, he didn't win. Um, but I'll tell you, just seeing that horse on the track and seeing the people line up uh, along the fence just to cheer the horse on, um, you know, he was charging in the stretch. And, and when he was going back, it was so cool. I was in the winter circle, and, uh, you know, everyone's saying, good job, Pete, way to go, way to go, Trace. And, you know, that's just the stuff that, you know, that uh, is good for the heart and uh, you love to see. So there certainly is a, a very big local following for Freaky Feet Pete. Like you said, uh, with the absence of uh, Larry Reinheimer, I think it makes it ex- extra special. Uh, there were a few races that I think he had, you know, pegged as far as this season is concerned, and I know the Dan Patch was one of them. So, uh, we're really hopeful. He's actually in to go here at Hoosier Park uh, tomorrow uh, in an invitational pace. So, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that uh, he'll get a good start under his belt and, and hopefully all systems will be a go uh, for the Dan Patch because, like you said, there just uh, really is nothing that mirrors, uh, you know, the, just the, the crowd that gets behind a horse like that. So um, we're really excited about that. And uh, rumor has it I think Wakazashi Hanover might be coming uh, to the Dan Patch as well. He's one of the eligibles, and uh, I think it kind of fits in his schedule. And uh, they had a great matchup in the Jenna's Beach Boy Pace in their three-year-old year, Freaky Feet Pete and Wakazashi. So it would be really cool to see them back out on the track as well uh, competing once again. Now, Emily, uh, obviously we're going to be out there for a, a couple of things this year. We're going to be out here for the Dan Patch. We're also going to come out for the uh, Centaur Trotting Classic and Hoosier Pacing Derby. But the big event that we're coming to uh, is coming up in October, and I know you guys are gearing up and getting excited for it. It's the 2017 Breeders' Crown that's going to be live from Hoosier Park. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that, you know, Mike, we've been talking about it for uh, a couple of years now, and it, it's hard to believe that it's here. It's, it's upon us. We're under the 100-day mark, and, uh, you know, the buzz is, is certainly being created. 
um, you know, not only uh, in the industry, but locally as well. You know, we're doing a lot of outreach and, and trying to do some grassroots efforts for the Breeders' Crown and just bring awareness, uh, not only, you know, here in the state, but uh, to also our local crowd as well, because this is a really big event, uh, not only for harness racing, but Hoosier Park is, is extremely honored to host it. You know, with it being our first time, uh, we're a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm extremely nervous, but uh, we're really excited and really honored to uh, hopefully, you know, showcase the best that the sport has to offer. And uh, so things are really amping up, uh, especially as of late. It seems like, uh, I mean, there's not a day that goes by that I, we don't, uh, you know, talk about something or, or uh, you know, make some decisions as far as the Breeders' Crown is concerned. But these next couple months, uh, you know, things are really going to start getting heated up and you can expect, you know, more details more event details and uh we're just really really excited we're gonna you know try to make a whole week of it um and you know uh, bring a lot of events to the fans and and not only to the fans but to uh, the folks that are participating as well so uh yeah just really really excited we're of course you know glad to have you guys on board and um you know just uh try to provide the the best breeders crown to date all right, Emily. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and uh, we can't wait to get out there next week. I know I had a lot of fun with the Dan Patch out there, and uh, we'll be talking with you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. That was the 2016 Horsewoman of the Year, Emily Gaskin. And, Mike, talk about a fantastic race that's coming up at the Dan Patch. Um, some fantastic names are on this list. I'm not sure that we'll see Darlin on the beach uh, at the Dan Patch or not. Of course, you have Night Pro in here, Rockin' in Heaven, Split the House, Wakazashi, Hanover. The list goes on and on and on. Yeah, whenever you talk about H paces, uh, Mike, I think you talk about some really, really good, good, good horses, and uh, it's always fun to see. Obviously, uh, Wiggle It Jiggle It not going to be there, but uh, you know what? That's okay. It's still going to be a fantastic race, and we'll have all the action right here for you again. Uh, stay tuned for the time. We, you know, kind of got to get a post time schedule and and uh, make sure you know see how things work out because we have a maximum of a three hour window that we can play with. So you want to stay tuned for time uh, on our website, post time with Mike and Mike dot com and through our that, Twitter and Facebook pages. That's all they can stand to listen to you. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Kidding. That's right. They, totally we've, got the three hour, we've got the three-hour window, and they make sure they cut us off after three hours. But you know what? We're happy that they give us three, Mike. We're happy that they give us three. Um, but anyway, our uh, next remote is coming up this Saturday at the Meadowlands, and we'll be on the air at 3 o'clock. It'll be a three-hour broadcast from 3 to 6. It is the Hamiltonian, uh, Mike, along with a lot of other great races that uh, we'll be broadcasting on our website, post time with Mike and Mike.com and through the Bet America radio network and blogtalkradio.com and numerous other outlets, uh, iHeartRadio and iTunes and so forth. But uh, they've got a great day, obviously, coming up on Saturday at the Meadowlands. The gates open at 10 a.m. The first race will go off at noon. Uh, there is a $5 admission, but it does include a uh, giveaway item, Mike, a 2017 commemorative Hambletonian baseball cap to adults and for the kids. How about Hambletonian? Hamiltonian earbuds with a paid admission while supplies last. That sounds like fun stuff, so make sure you bring the family out. Also, they're going to have a Hamiltonian hat contest for $1,000 in cash prizes. And I can tell you, I do know one of the entrants of the Hamiltonian hat contest, Mike, one of our good friends from Pocono, Jen Starr, who uh, who obviously makes very, very nice hats. You see her pictures for the Derby at Pocono and a lot of other places. She's going to enter the Hamiltonian hat contest. 500 bucks for first, 250 for second, 100 for third, and 50 for fourth. And the most elegant hat, Mike, gets you $100. Do you think our post time with Mike and Mike hats are going to be up for any of these awards? Probably not. 
Yeah, you know what? You could try. Maybe you could take a balloon or something and attach it to it. Yeah. You'd be in good shape, buddy. All right. For these, you have to sign up at the track club or promotions table. The judging takes place on the apron after race five. It's going to be a great day. Fun will have by all. Be, will be had by all. It's the uh, 92nd edition of the Hamiltonian. Once again, the, f- the uh, first race goes off at noon and the gates open at 10 a.m. We're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to talk about another big event coming up, racing under saddle action at Ocean Downs uh, in the middle part of August. And the vice president of Russ Atlantic, Maria Buchanan, is in the on-deck circle. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Looking for the hottest Hamiltonian party around? Come on out to the official Hamiltonian party at Victory Lounge and Sports Bar at the Meadowlands, Friday, August 4th at 6 p.m. Tickets are just $50, and they include appetizers, desserts, open bar, and $25 at casino chips. $125 gets you all of the above, plus a seat at the charity poker tournament. First place in the tournament gets you a trip for two to Las Vegas, including airfare and hotel. For more information, email operations at harnessmuseum.com. That's operations at harnessmuseum.com. Join us for the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey. Pre-entries close July 26th. The visions offered include English, Western, Driving, Dressage, In-Hand, Showmanship, Gated, Jumper, Hunter, Speed, Fun, Equitation, Fresh Off the Track, Jersey Bread, and Roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between 3 and 10. Also, want a chance to receive $200 in cash and a custom belt buckle? Participate in the Pacing for the Cure in-hand trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SBOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th. Be there! We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, Maria Buchanan's in the on-deck circle. She's the vice president of Russ Atlantic. Plus, we're going to hear from Darren Gagne as he hosts the weekly Running Aces segment. And we'll uh, take a brief look at the Hamiltonian card. A big day coming up on Saturday. Of course, we'll be broadcasting live at 3 p.m. from the Meadowlands. But, for, but first, it's Maria Buchanan. Maria, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for having me. All right. Well, thanks so much for stopping by. You guys have a big day coming up as you guys start the Racing Under Saddle Series August 20th at Ocean Downs. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so that's going to be the first leg. Um, The estimated purse is about 5,000, and we're still working on sponsorships and stuff, so there's still time to donate. And then our next leg will be at the Meadowlands in September, and the final is at Rosecroft in October. All right, and you uh, are also going to be involved in this uh, directly. You had a chance to qualify Highway Marcus, correct? I did. Unfortunately, he was claimed at the Poconos last week, so I'm not sure who has him at the moment. So I'm going to do some research, but I'm working on a couple other options as well, so I hope to be there and racing as well, yes. 
All right. Tell us a little bit about the event coming up at Ocean Downs now and some of the horses maybe that will be there and some of the the racing under saddle riders that we'll be seeing. Um, I believe Helen Gregory is planning to come with the horse she qualified for Nick Zurich. I think his name's on tab something. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. And then uh, Stephanie Jacobs. What's that on the tab? It was Pine Tab, right? No, that's her. Uh, that's um, Pine Tab is. Mr. Pro Tab. There we go. Mr. Pro Tab is Emma go. Wahlberg. Right, and right, then right. Nick Zurich has the tab horse. <laughs> there are. I think the can tabs do well under saddle. Absolutely. And, no question about it. Um, Stephanie Jacobs, our president, also is planning to qualify something. We're going to have qualifiers at Ocean Downs on the 10th for anybody that's still getting ready for the series to start. Okay. So, so and, there is a, there is definitely a process to go by, and I know that uh, you guys had a couple of schools over the past. I think you had one uh, which farm a little while back. Was it a Winback? Um, yeah. We go to Winback. We try to have some clinics to try to get new new riders and new people involved in, in the sport. We think it's really great for them. Right. Tell us so about uh, tell us tell us about some of the interest. Uh, has there been a lot of interest as you guys get ready for the series? I know you guys got uh, Russ Mid Atlantic, which you're the vice president of. Uh, mm-hmm. Has there been a lot of interest, kind of, for uh, racing under saddles? We uh, get ready to start the series. Yeah, I think so. We're definitely all starting to get ready. Um, New York is doing a great job with their series, and I believe a couple of the girls plan to come down to do our Mid Atlantic series as well. So we hope that we can all work together and try to put on some competitive races and get more interest from the owners and possibly betting one day is our ultimate goal. Absolutely. That would be, uh, that'd be kind of cool. I know there were some betting races uh, up in Canada uh, that that were racing under saddle. Yeah. And that would certainly be good to see here in the States for those people that are completely unfamiliar with racing Mm -hmm. under saddle. Can you kind of explain the process and what exactly it is? Right. So in the U.S. at least, we focus on the trotters, and we first need to break them to ride. And most of them, if they're really hot in the bike or they're hitting the bike or they're not trotting right under the bike, the RUS really gives them a freedom to be more relaxed, and they're able to stride out and do what they need to do. So it seems like a lot of the horses take to it really well and they're more controlled and they're more relaxed under saddle and it really gives them another outlet if they're not competing the way they need to be in the sulky or even if they are that just gives them something to change it up and different style of training and racing for them they seem to really enjoy it and obviously racing under saddle which goes by the name of uh team monte i believe overseas obviously overseas it is caught on uh, a little bit mm-hmm. more certainly or maybe even a lot more than it has here uh in the united states of america do you think that racing under saddle can eventually catch on as it has overseas i really think it can i think the only problem we're facing here in the u.s is the way the laws are written right. that we can't um we need to change the ways the laws are written because they're made for the sulkies and they only want to bet on the sulkies by the ways the laws are written. So if we can try to get break through that, I really think it'll catch on because the trainers are really starting to get supportive about it and they see the benefit of it for the horses and the sport. So we just need to break through a little bit more. But they struggled in Europe as well, so it'll it's just a process, I think. Okay, and now you're the vice president of uh, Russ Mid Atlantic. What exactly? What role does uh, Russ Mid Atlantic kind of play in all this? 
we're trying to we try to bring in sponsors to donate money towards the purse race for the series that we're putting on to try to get the races going because we know the trainers they need to see some kind of purse money to let us use their horses and the more horses we can get the better show we can put on and the more competitive races and hopefully the end result will be betting and then we can we won't have to have so many donations and stuff the tracks can support us as well all right. If anybody's uh, interested, Maria, whether it be from a fan perspective or maybe from a, mm-hmm. somebody that maybe wants to start riding or uh, even maybe mm-hmm. from a trainer that wants to start, uh, you know, maybe using horses for racing under saddle, is there a website or an mm-hmm. email or somebody they can contact? Yes. I believe the website is org, but I don't want to be quoted on that. I'm not sure yeah. what the actual address is, but there is a website. There's contact information. And um, and they can contact anybody that's involved in it. There's a lot of riders in New York and Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey. We're all over, and they can contact anybody to get involved. All right, fantastic. Well, Maria, listen, we really we pr- really appreciate you joining us once again. That series starts on August 20th at the beautiful yep. Ocean Downs in Ocean City, Maryland, and we look forward to uh, checking it out, Maria. All right, thank you. All right, that was uh, Maria Buchanan, and Mike. That's you know one of the things we we talked uh, quite extensively about it. I think uh, towards the end of last year, and in, in the beginning a little bit of this year with racing under saddle, and how it has really caught on overseas, but has yet to do so in the United States. And I think she brings up a good point, mainly because of how the paramutual laws are written. Uh, obviously, you want to turn racing under saddle into you know maybe a gambling option. So uh, first and foremost, they could kind of earn their own purse money and don't have to depend on donations and so forth. But it's certainly an interesting thing. I mean, if you haven't seen a racing under saddle race, Mike, they're kind of fun to watch. Yeah, they are fun to watch, and it's different. Uh, that's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, it almost looks like a, a, a slower version of a thoroughbred race. So, you know, maybe that could attract a new set of uh, type of fans. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's definitely an interesting prospect. And I'll tell you what, I would love to uh, – sit around and maybe uh, see wagering on it. All right. Once again, uh, do the Google search on that Russ Mid Atlantic and uh, make sure you check it out and uh, hey, follow it. Who knows? Maybe uh, down the road, it could become a gambling option for you gamblers out there. Up next on the program, it's Darren Gagne and the Running Aces segment. And after that, my Carter and myself will take a look a little bit at the Hamiltonian car. What a great car coming up on Saturday, Mike. I don't, I hope you're as half as pumped as I am about this coming Saturday because it is going to be a great, great time. And another piece of good news here, Mike, is that it looks like now earlier in the week, the weather was definitely a bit of a risk, but it looks like that for right now, it's going to be AM storms and they're going to clear out by the AM and it looks like our afternoon is going to be clear and not so hot. There you go. As long as it listen, as long as we're not uh, on the roof and it be 20 stinking degrees again, I'm completely okay. (laughs) That's all, cause you know what? That's the one thing I remember is the you know the wind blowing and our papers flying around, which was okay. But yeah. we, neither one of us were adequate, adequately dressed for that night at all. And uh, we listen, we have a lot of fun at the Meadowlands, as much joking as we do. And uh, I cannot wait to get up there and have some fun. 
All right, that's coming up Saturday at 3 p.m. Live broadcast of the Hamiltonian here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. And you can find that live on Post Time with Mike and Mike.com. Also through the Bet America Radio Network and numerous other outlets. Let's turn it over to Darren Gagne. It's the weekly Running Aces segment. Darren, take it away, my friend. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest, located just off I-35 and just north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota and available at simulcast centers and on ADWs across North America. With live harness racing action on Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday nights from May through September. This season, Running Aces introduces the new 20-cent jackpot pick five wager. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. It's Darren Gagne here at Running Aces Casino and Racetrack. It's time to highlight another big week of live racing action just completed. It all started back on Saturday night, July 29th. On the Saturday night program, Buzz Light shining very brightly in his career best mile. Uh, Buzz Light, certainly one of the most impressive performances on the Saturday night card at Running Aces in a $4,400 condition pacing event. This was not the featured race or the open event, but it was a monumental victory for the four-year-old voracious Hanover Gelding, who has struggled this year with braking issues and has been a regular member of the qualifying brigade. Buzz Light, who returned $22.80 to win, was recently switched to the barn of trainer Rick McGee, and he has continued to improve after qualifying cleanly on July 11th in 157.3. He followed that up with a sharp effort to finish third in a race, timed in 156.2. On Saturday night, Rick McGee guided Buzz Light aggressively from the outside post on the gate, Post 8, and Buzz Light responded, powering to the front despite a three-wide journey to get there. He was on top at the quarter in 28-3, still there at the half in 57-3, before yielding to uh, the race favorite, Mucho Macho Man with Tim Mayer. Buzz Light yielding and staying in the pocket, that happening just past the half mile. But Buzz Light kept the task, and he stayed close to Mucho Macho Man, as they passed three quarters in 126, and as they rounded the turn for home, it was clear that Buzz Light was not done. He re-engaged the favorite powered past in the home stretch to post a length and three-quarter victory in a new lifetime mark of a sparkling mile, 155 and two. Owners Kathy Desert, again the trainer Rick McGee, also in the sulky for the victory, and uh, some hard work paid off with Buzz Light as he has really turned himself around. Very nice win for Buzz Light on Saturday night. Also on Saturday, the $13,000 Minnesota-sired three-year-old pacing event was the featured event. What It Do, Baby Boo, a $3.40 winner, was again the star of the show, rallying from off the pace as usual, but doing so at a much earlier stage in the race than usual for What It Do, Baby Boo. Uh, she's owned by the Van Otterloo Stables, trained by David Flynn, driven to victory two and three-quarter length tally, by Steve Wiseman, 155 and one on Saturday night. Another sharp win for What It Do Baby Boo. Two in a row now as she took down the $13,000 Minnesota Sired three-year-old pace on Saturday. Also on the Saturday night card, the featured trotting event, $6,400 condition trot, going to CW Raisinette for two wins in a row. Steve Wiseman in the bike on this one as well. He put this one on the front end from post position number six, yielding and then retaking past the half mile. And then going on to post a dominating four-length win in a lifetime best, 158-1. and 
CW Raisinette for two in a row. was a big long shot in that first win. was the favorite this time around on Saturday night. And uh, CW Raisinette is owned by a piece of the action LLC, trained by Kathy Plested-Wiseman. Saturday night program at Running Aces was marred by an accident in race seven uh, with drivers Mooney Swenson and Tim Mayer involved and the horses Moonshine and Monkeys and Addie Rose. Happy to say that all of those involved are on the mend and are expected to make a full recovery, just need some healing time and so forth. So our thoughts and concerns still with them for a speedy recovery, and uh, we'd like to see them quickly back in action on the track at Running Aces. On to the Sunday program. On Sunday's action at Running Aces, the big feature on the card was the $11,000 Horses and Geldings Open Handicap Pace. Very talented field of eight going postward, headlined by Roland the Rock, also headlined by Fire Drake, who just won the Dan Patch free-for-all the week before. Well, Roland and Rock would be the one that posted an amazing performance on Sunday night's program. Roland and Rock floated away in sixth position uh, with driver Luke Plano in the bike, got rolling first over well before the half mile, swept to the lead, got the lead right about the half mile pole, and shortly after getting to the top, the outer flow of horses came very quickly on the outside. SF Don't Tell On Me with Joe Castagranda swept right on by Rocky to take the lead down the backside around the final turn. SF Don't Tell On Me opening up almost a four-length lead on Roland and Rock, who looked defeated on Sunday. But Rocky was down, but he was not out as they straightened away for home. Roland and Rock decided it was his race. And nobody was beating him on this night. He stepped on the gas pedal one more time to post a monumental comeback and drive by and win it by one length at the wire in 151-3. Paced his final quarter right around 27 seconds flat. Local superstar pacer, five-year-old gelded son of Rock and Roll Hanover, has now earned just under $500,000 for owners Dwayne and Connie Rowland of Grinnell, Iowa. Dwayne does the training. Uh, for Roland Rock when he is home here uh, in the Midwest. And once again, another very impressive performance from Roland and Rock on Sunday in the featured open pace for horses and geldings. 151-3 and victory. His 11th win in 23 starts this year. Also on the Sunday program, $13,000 Minnesota Saturday three-year-old Tronic event. It went to Liquors Quicker. Posted another career mile with a gutsy first-over grinding win in 201-3. James J.D. Oder in the bike for owners Ulf and Susan Holm Johansson. They're also the breeders of this gelding by Matchstick Man. Tonight's victory was the first win of the season for Liquor, who had five wins as a two-year-old last season and was the state champion two-year-old gelding. On the Sunday program, drivers James J.D. Yoder picking up a hat trick on the card. Driver Dean McGee and Luke Plano, both with driving doubles. Jackpot pick five carryover continues to build at running aces. As of Sunday night, it was just under $22,000. Then we're on to the Tuesday night program. And on the Tuesday card of racing, the open handicap trot was the featured event. Ideal Jesse, the three-year-old trotting cold. Owned, trained, and driven by James Yoder, also owned by Jesse Yoder, posting another big winning effort here at Running Aces, his fourth local win of the season, fifth win overall of the year for Ideal Jesse, who set a track record here at Running Aces in June for three-year-old Colt Trotters of 156-1. and Well, a very patient drive by J.D. Yoder on Tuesday night in the open handicap trot, getting away in the pocket from post position five in the sixth horse field and waiting very patiently throughout the entire race 
for the home stretch, finding room in the open stretch, and getting up at the wire in the final stride. 156 and 3 victory in the open trot for Ideal Jesse. Once again, owned by James and JD, uh, James, JD Yoder, and Jesse Yoder. And of course, driven victory as well by JD Yoder. 156 and 3. Two year old open pacing event on Tuesday night. Giggle Monster posting another big win. Had the outside post once again, post 8 in the field. Uh, was wide in the early proceedings, getting toward the front. Made the front just after the opening quarter mile. And Giggle Monster never looked back from there, was never in doubt after that. Posting another win in 158 flat. Giggle Monster, very, very sharp two-year-old pacing gelding. And this one is owned by Allen and Cheryl Sandbolt, trained by Denise Mayer, was driven to victory on Tuesday night by the Bobcat, Dean McGee. Once again in 158 flat, another sharp win for Giggle Monster. And also on the Tuesday night program, The Sweetest Thing. Two-year-old Minnesota-sired trotting event went to The Sweetest Thing with the dr- driver Dean McGee in the bike for owner and trainer Alexi Kale in 2.03 and 1. First lifetime one. Uh, first lifetime win. Lifetime win number one for The Sweetest Thing in the $13,000 Minnesota Sire two-year-old trot on Tuesday evening. Big weekend coming up at Running Aces. Live racing on both Saturday and Sunday at 6 p.m. Of course, we have live racing on Tuesday nights, dollar night at 7 p.m. This weekend on Saturday night, 6 p.m. first race post time. It's Keep It Local Night, $4 specials on beer, wine, and cocktails. Live music after the races as well on Saturday. But Sunday is our big Racing for a Better Community Night. It's an annual event we've done for the past several years. The racing uh, community matching up with the local community charities and running aces, partnering with the horsemen who have really been uh, very, very generous in this, and the racing fans as well, raising thousands and thousands of dollars for local, uh, very important charities within the local community. We're doing it once again, Community Charity Night this Sunday, first race post time, 6 p.m., racing for a better community at Running Aces this Sunday. Now... The 20-cent jackpot pick five wager has a carryover of over $24,000 going in to this weekend's racing action. We'll see you at the races. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest. Located just off I-35 and just north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota and available in simulcast centers and on ADWs across North America. With live harness racing action on Tuesday, Saturday and Sunday nights from May through September. This season, Running Aces introduces the new 20-cent jackpot pick-five wager. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. Thank you very much, Darren Gagne. And by the way, Mike Carter, today is Darren Gagne's birthday. How about that? So on behalf of all of us here at the Post Time with Mike and Mike, happy birthday. We've got some other birthday wishes to pass everybody's way, but first... Oops, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I told you don't play the butt. That's all right. Don't worry about I it. I know. Listen, 
Wish I wish this news would have came on uh, a little bit earlier when Emily Gaskin was on. Uh, Frank Baldacino uh, just tweeting at us saying that all bets off is headed to the Dan Patch uh, coming up next week. So uh, it'll be cool to see him. I'm sure that he'll be in the Sam McKee Memorial, formerly the U.S. Pacing Championship. But all bets off is headed to Hoosier Park for the Dan Patch. All right, good deal. I'll tell you what, all bets off didn't come too far from winning that thing last year. He was flying down the stretch against the big guns and and uh, a little bit past the wire. I think he was like a length or two ahead. So, all right, good deal. All bets off will be in action coming up at the Dan Patch. We'll be in action broadcasting live there next Friday night at Hoosier Park. Uh, Mike, I did say we had a lot of birthdays coming up. John Hernan, the track announcer at uh, Yonkers' birthday, was yesterday. Uh, Murray Brown's birthday today. Our good friends from Hanover Shoe Farms. Happy birthday to Murray. So shares the same birthday with Darren Gagne. Yannick Gingras got a birthday coming up tomorrow. Our good friend Stan Coper. You remember Stan, don't you? The the uh, oh, handicapper yeah. or the, the Bet America handicapping expert. He is celebrating a birthday pretty soon. Mark Weaver's got a birthday coming up. I think that's August 9th. A lot of birthdays. You know, as a matter of fact, and of course I wouldn't know this if it wasn't for our good friends at Facebook, right? But the other day, 13 people on my friends list had birthdays. 13. Right. Isn't that something? That's what happens when you have thousands of friends like you do, buddy. Listen, I, I tell you what, though, I, I quit and, you know, people can judge me all they want to. I don't do Facebook birthdays, just so you know. If I don't have your phone number or, you know, or we don't talk on a regular basis, 99 times out of 100, I don't wish you a happy birthday. But... I do let Facebook remind me, and people like Gabe Pruitt, who is not a good friend. No, he's a fantastic friend of mine. Uh, I will text, and I'll let them know, hey, happy birthday. But, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing, that's for sure. So don't be looking for a Facebook happy birthday from Mike Hart is what you're saying. If you're on his friend <laughs> list and you've been waiting, sitting by the, the thing, hitting the refresh button every five minutes open for that Mike Carter birthday wish, you're not getting but, it. But, so just listen, let everybody I, I know. I missed yours by a day. Jesus, man, I can't, I can't do it. I can't get anything right, apparently. No, that's all right. All right. Well, anyway, we've got a big card coming up at the Meadowlands, obviously. Uh, coming up, we'll be there. Uh, I think we've let everybody know by now about 20 times, but uh, we'll do it the, for the 21st time. We're going to be broadcasting live at 3 p.m. Uh, showtime. You can listen to live post time with Mike and Mike.com. It's the uh, Hamiltonian broadcast with a lot of the races that we can pick up between that three hour period between three and six o'clock. But there, there's a lot of great races, Mike, that we're not going to be on the air for. And uh, let's go through them really, really quickly. Uh, in the first race, we had Andy Miller on this program last week, and he's got both of the horses that we spent a lot of time talking about last week with Andy. Tawana Blue Rex and Opulent Yankee. Of course, Opulent Yankee set a track record for H. Gelding Toronto here at Heron's Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago, and Tuana Blue Rex has been very good. Uh, as a matter of fact, Andy said that he's just a little bit short on earnings because – he just arrived from overseas not too long ago, but he could definitely go with all the big trotters. And uh, Andy's got this uh, duo in an open in the very first race at, at the Meadowlands coming up on Saturday, Mike. Yeah, he does. And how good was Garral Hanover at Plain Ridge in the open handicap right. there? He won by three lengths and 52 yep. and one. I'll tell you what, he could have been ultra competitive in the uh, in the uh, Mass- Spirit of Massachusetts race. Uh, and then he draws the excuse me, doesn't draw the rail here. He draws post number two. Uh, Garral Hanover definitely looks like a, uh, a horse that could uh, show up. A horse that uh, I'm kind of not really concerned about, Mike, but a horse that uh, I expected more out of was Tawana Blue Rex. And uh 
you know, uh, Julie Miller uh, is actually the trainer of this one as well. Uh, Andy Miller will drive Tawana Blue Rex as Marcus Miller will drive the 1A opulent Yankee. This is setting up to be a, a pretty interesting race with Centurion ATM. And, of course, we can't forget Jado. Of course not. Race two is the Shady Daisy three-year-old Philly Pacers in action going for a purse of $113,000. And uh, Brian Brown's got uh, another high percentage winner in here, blazing britches for driver Dave Miller. But uh, the one to beat, obviously, is going to be in the six-horse field from post six, uh, idyllic beach to Jimmy Tank to charge. Yeah, Idyllic Beach will definitely be the one to beat with second to Agent Q uh, in the Mistletoe Chalet at the Meadowlands back on July 15th. But the horse I think I'm going to go with in this race is Blazing Britches, the winner of the Audio Volo, Beat Betters Up, and Brazuka. That wasn't a uh, slouch field by any means. No, race three is the John R. Steele Memorial TBG Free-For-All and sponsored by not only your good friends at the Jerry and Teresa Silva Stables, but how about often pacing? The mobile harness racing game where my horses are all garbage. Anyway, <laughs> I, have, I have a stable of real winners, Mike. Let me just tell you, a stable of real winners. If, you whenever go. you want one for a couple thousand, you just let me know. Hit me up. But anyway, How about a couple million? Yeah, a couple million. I wish. Anyway, uh, Handelor Hanover uh, is going to be the heavy favorite in that particular race, Mike. Obviously, six chased the best time I upset, but uh, no. She looks rebound in this mare's restricted uh, trot, Mike. You know, she really didn't get the best trip in the spirit of Massachusetts and uh, missed by a length to J.L. Cruz, who was flat out flying in the stretch. Uh, of course, you have Caprice Hill here. A horse that I'm really kind of interested in, though, is the one that Pasathea Faith was second in the Miss Versatility to Emoticon Hanover, who... Um, Person here, there she, there she is. Emoticon Hanover draws post number eight, picks up driver Danielle Dubay, uh, and has won uh, the Miss Versatility as one two straight if you include the qualifier and qualified extremely well in fifty four and two. Race number four is the Peter Houghton Memorial Final. Two-year-old Colton Gelding Trotters will be in action. Once again, we had Andy Miller on the show last week. Had nothing but great things to say about Mets Hall, who also set a track record here a couple of weeks ago at Harris, Philadelphia, in a Pennsylvania Sino Stakes event. But I know that Rich Matei is very high on a horse by the name of Bautista. Jimmy Tactor trainees out in post 10. And Mike, Jimmy Tactor has six horses in this race out of 10 in this Peter Hutt Memorial final for two-year-old Colton Gelding Trotters. How do you see this one? I'm boxing all of his and just being done with it. How about they all drew? Check this out. They all three of them drew the outside, eight, nine, and ten. How about it's that? Unbelievable. But uh, he's got you know you do. Who's probably going to be one of the prohibitive favorites here? Uh, won the Peter Houghton Memorial Elimination by a length and three quarters over Facet Hanover and Captain Morgan. You know you do for Trader Jimmy Tactor. Looks like the horse to beat. Race number five is the Jim Doherty Memorial Final for two-year-old Philly Trotters, and a horse that I had a chance to see a couple of times at Gateway that's impressed me very much is a horse by the name of Faya Tosiv, number two for trainer Tron Smedshammer. Uh, I think this horse races uh, very maturely for only being two years old. She's undefeated two for two. She gets a good draw here, and I think the 4-to-1 morning line is very good. Obviously, uh, Manchigo is going to be the horse to beat, but I think, uh, too, Faya Tosiv's got a big shot here. Yeah, Featosev could definitely show up, Mike, uh, from post two, the American Viking, Tron Smedshammer, uh, and he is no slouch with trotters. He's very good, and uh, she has not made a break 
since uh, Gateway back on June the 18th. She's been a professional and minded her manners. And for those of you who uh, watch and wager on the game, two-year-old trotters are definitely uh, very, very tough to keep on the gate. So, uh, Fayo, Fayotosev. Fayotosev, yeah. definitely looks like, the, uh, looks like a horse that could beat or could uh, defeat that field. Yeah, I'll tell you what. As an announcer, I got to tell you, the the more and more these young horses come out, these they must be running out of names or something because these these horses have just have weird weird names coming up. These two year olds. So uh, it's like when I'm doing the two year olds at Gateway, like I did last year. You really have to make sure you bring your uh, your your uh, phone that can get on the internet that could tell you how to uh, pronounce some of these things. Race number six is the John Cashman Memorial TBG Free-For-All Trot. What a great race this is going to be. Field of 12, a lot of usual suspects in here, Mike, that we're used to seeing. But how about J.L. Cruz, 60-1 to upset in the spirit of Massachusetts? And I have to tell you, that is without a question right now, and I know we're getting towards the, the latter part of the year, so to speak, but right now that has to be a big favorite for the post-time with Mike and Mike upset of the year. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I completely agree with that statement. And I give a lot of credit here to trader Eric L leaving Andrew McCarthy up uh, after that masterful drive at uh, Plain Ridge. It's kind of like the Kentucky Derby when the, some of the uh, smaller guys, uh, you know, they lead the horse up and then somebody like John Velasquez or Joel Rosario or some of those guys, they get them out. He left Andrew McCarthy up from the rail. This is going to be an interesting race. Abrogado, a uh, God, I feel for him. He drew tough again uh, in this field. He drew post number 12. But, Mike, you know me. I'm also an 11 and 12 player because they definitely mm-hmm. could strike from the second tier. Of course, Triple Crown winner Miriam Marauder is in here as well. And Crazy Wow, who's been racing ex- exponentially here lately, is definitely another big horse, too. I'm getting got my thesaurus out here. I'm getting oh, I know yeah, I know you do, but that's going to be a great race, a good 12-horse field, and they're going the mile and an eighth distance. So, too, is the cane pace, the first leg of the pacing triple crown. Three-year-old open paces will be in action. Again, you got that good full 12-horse field down by the seasides in here against Huntsville. Another heartbreaking loss for Huntsville uh, in the uh, Adios at the Meadows, uh, but a great, great, uh, obviously a great race by Fear the Dragon, but here you've got Huntsville against down by the seaside and those two, Mike, had a great stretch drive in the Meadowlands space. You know who I'm picking in this race? RJP. How about the race he had in the Adios? And uh, he really seems to be coming on strong, making his third start for trainer Ron Burke after being in the Irv Miller barn. Gets Yannick Jingra again. I think RJP is going to strike the upset against Down by the Seaside in Huntsville. All right, so the top five as we get to the Hamiltonian eliminations. Top five make it from both eliminations. Three-year-old open trotters in race number eight. I, uh, actually, I thought it was race nine. Earlier we were talking to Ed, but it's actually race eight. Give it gas and go. We talked to Ed earlier in the program about him. International Money and Long Tom are going to be the two horses. I think that most of the wagering is going to center around with maybe a little bit of Bill's man from the inside. John Bootenshane's uh, other trainee, Mike. Yeah, definitely. These races uh, set up to be a little bit differently uh, with the uh, subtraction of Walner, but Bill's man draws extremely well, draws post number two. Another horse I thought um, was extremely interesting is Victor Geoit. Victor Geoit was second against non-winners company at the Meadowlands with Yannick Jengra aboard, and Yannick Jengra picks up the mount on this horse yet again. It's an interesting uh, little field, but another uh, another horse that uh, is interesting to me, Mike, is the six 
Stealth Hanover, Francisco Del Cid has got a horse in this field. I don't know when the last time I saw him down as a trainer uh, in the Hamiltonian, but he's a nice little gentleman. He's a fantastic guy, and it, all the best of luck to him in the Hamiltonian coming up this Saturday. All right, the second uh, second eliminations race number nine, uh, field of ten. Obviously, uh, you've got the devious man who's going to be the favorite in here. What the hill gets a big post advantage though over devious man. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I think that's going to play a major factor here in the Hamiltonian eliminations. I think what the hill is uh, got a fantastic shot from the inside. Uh, another horse, Mike, I think's got a good shot, and uh, you know maybe you agree with me. I don't know. Is the two uh, seven and seven? Uh, he's got some early speed that he can contend with, but he can also close from off this pace. Look, two starts back in the good times at Mohawk. He right. really made up a lot of ground in a hurry. Uh, Twenty-seven and two final quarter. You don't see a lot of twenty-seven and two final quarters with a trotter. Let's fast forward to race 11. It's the Sam McKee Memorial, Mike. I know this is one of the races that we are certainly looking forward to, uh, named after the great Sam McKee. And uh, what a great race this is. It's a mile and an eighth for the age pacers. Uh, Mock it so. Pulled off a big upset against this uh, division last time. You're not going to get those big odds as we did last time, but look at the great horses. You've got Mel Mara. You've got Boston Red Rocks. You've got Wakazashi Hanover. You've got uh, all bents off from the inside, who is uh, confirmed to the Dan Patch next Friday night. This is going to be a slugfest, Mike Carter. You know, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit with Boston Red Rocks. How about how good he has been racing as of late? He did not win. Um, he excuse me. He only hit the board a few times last year, uh, and, and kind of you know faded off, if you ask me. Didn't really, yeah. uh, didn't really you know come back to his form. And I was a little nervous about uh, Boston Red Rocks. But how about his stake so far? Second, third, second, third. Uh, you know, he's yet to win a race this season, but he's hit the board nine times and made just over two hundred and ninety thousand dollars i think boston red rocks could show up against this field you also have the likes of wakazashi hanover and another post time with mike and michael ward winner delta winner that's right race number 12 is the hamiltonian oaks five hundred thousand dollars there was obviously talk especially when walner bowed out due to that minor injury that ariana g was going to uh, jump ship and go to the Hamiltonian to face the boys. But uh, the connections, Jimmy Thacker and company have elected to keep her here where she is going to be a prohibitive favorite for the half a million bucks. A good move, if you ask me. Yeah, definitely. But I, I also don't think that she has to win. Uh, I think a horse that I really like here is uh, Magic Presto, who put in an impressive Hamiltonian Oaks elimination last week, come home in 28 seconds and 52-1, and one, has been second uh, only to Ariadna G uh, just one time, uh, and that was two starts back in the Delvin Miller elimination. All right, the Lady Liberty TBG free-for-all mares, a field debate in race 15. Then we'll uh, uh, drop back to uh, give our Hamiltonian picks. But uh, let's talk a little bit about this, Mike, because obviously the uh, elephant that is not in the room here is Lady Shadow. The harness racing world, I think, has been following the going-ons with Lady Shadow, getting that positive, Jeff Garrell keeping her out. Then obviously it went to court, and Jeff Garrell, the decision did did hold up with uh, Lady Shadow uh, not going to be in the lady liberty and here's my position on it mike and you know my take is that it's going to be very very tough for harness racing to move forward on issues like these without the presence of a central governing body and uniform rules and regulations from state to state 
And I know it sounds like a generic answer. I know that maybe people on Twitter will say, well, you know, that's a cop-out answer from, from Mike Bozich, but it's the truth. It is the absolute truth that we're not going to get anything accomplished without the presence of a national governing body like every other sport has and rules, uniform rules from state to state every other sport has. And you're going to have issues like this continue to come up until uh, the, the presence of a national governing body exists. And that's pretty much all I got to say about it, Mike. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, you know, everybody's got their opinions about it, but the national governing body is definitely uh, something that I think uh, racing needs. Uh, the 15th race, of course, the Lady Liberty at TVG free for all for mayors per $200,000. And Mike, the presence of pure country returning. Brett Miller yep. not in the bike here. Uh, Mark McDonald will get the lines. As uh, I don't see uh, Brett Miller's name anywhere in here, so it's interesting to uh, have Mark McDonald down on Pure Country. He did qualify, or excuse me, he did race for the last time in the preferred handicap as uh, Brett Miller uh, raced in the Golden Girls with uh, Pure Country. So it's interesting to uh, see Mark McDonald here. But uh, Mark McDonald and uh, Pure Country going to have to face a tough group, Mike, as Nike Franco has yeah. been the dominant force among the mares here as of late. Yeah, she's been really, really good, Mike, and uh, I know that the connections, uh, Joanne Looney King and uh, and Jim King are very, very high on Nike Franco. They've been for quite a while, and I think she is starting to materialize as uh, perhaps uh, a mare that is equal to the ability of Lady Shadow. But, I mean, you've got a lot of great horses in this race. Pen Pal has got the ability. She's got a great wicked close, and I'm going to tell you what, with that long stretch, she's always a possibility if things get out of hand early. Pure Country still hasn't found her form, Mike. She's 0 for 6. We'll see. If uh, she could, uh, you know, find the Pure Country vault, she did qualify in 48. I know that turned a lot of heads a little while back, but uh, let's see if Pure Country can find that, uh, get the monkey off her back and get her first one of 2017. Call me Queen B, also a possibility from the inside. Well, Mike, the Hambletonian, the $1 million Hambletonian is going to be contested in race number 13. And Mike, we've only got a couple of minutes remaining. Give us your 2017 Hambletonian winner. Well, there's a, listen, there's no uh, pressure here. This is a tough, tough uh, thing, if you ask me. Um, I'm looking to see. Here, here's the horse I like. I like Perfect Spirit, Mike. Uh, trainer driver Ocus Fonstead uh, won a division of the uh, Tompkins at the Meadowlands in his last start. Was fourth in the Beale to Devious Man, Long Tom, and Ariana G. I think Perfect Spirit uh, has got a tough journey from post number 10 in the elimination, but if perfect spirit can uh, somehow make the final, I think if perfect spirit draws well to the inside, she, me, he is going to be very tough to deal with as he's got a ton of early speed. All right. I'm going to go, and this is going to be very tough too, because it just depends on how really it plays out, especially if you're like a race shape guy. If you handicap with race shapes, then there's really no telling uh, to try to pick a Hamiltonian winner before the, you know, the five and five are decided. But uh, right now I've got to say that devious man is, is going to get the nod. And I know he's favored in the uh, second elimination probably would be favored overall, but uh, devious man has shown great ability. Uh, can race a few different ways. Uh, and Andy Miller obviously was very high on the horse when we had him on here a week ago. So devious man is going to be my pick to win the 2017 Hambletonian. Well, Mike, this show has been a whirlwind. It's been a lot of fun, but I cannot wait for Saturday, my friend. 
Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of fresh faces, uh, Rich Batay and all those guys joining us. Stay tuned to our social media. We've got a lot of big stuff coming up this weekend and next. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be spent by the time this is all said and done, but we have a lot of fun doing it. Absolutely. That's coming up once again, Saturday at 3 p.m. on Post Time with Mike and Mike.com. You can hear it live on Post Time with Mike and Mike.com. You can also uh, hear it on the Bet America Radio Network and all the other outlets, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and iHeart. Anything else, Mike? No, I think that's pretty much it. For those of you uh, joining us on Saturday, we kick things off at 3 o'clock. You don't want to miss any of the action. We'll see you coming up on Saturday with a first post of 3 o'clock. Have a great one, everybody. Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know